Good morning, friends and family. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about hope today. All of us need hope, right? Uh, Without hope, you know, we will perish without hope. Um, We're just at the end if we have actually become hopeless. But you know what? Um, Has there ever been a time in your life where you, and I'm sure there probably has many of you, where, you know, you've discovered all of a sudden you, you put a jacket on, you're getting ready to go somewhere or, or a new pair of pants or clean pair of pants and stick your hand in the pocket and there you got money there and you forgot you forgot all about that money that was there. Um, what a nice surprise that is. I love it when that happens. It's, it's like receiving an unexpected bonus. Amen. <laughs> And the funny part is that that you had the money the whole time, but you just forgot about it. And this happens often with our riches in Christ Jesus, abundant riches in Christ Jesus. We always have them, but we have forgotten about them. A lot of times, or or maybe not forgotten, but maybe we have failed to use them. And then we have, when we have the blessings of God, but don't apply them to our lives, we're missing out on the life that God intended for us to have. So God can help you fully to know his love. And when you know you have his love, you have truly grasped his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, his friendship, his peace, his provision, and his very presence at work in you and all around you. Understanding that God loves you completely. God loves you immensely, fills you with the unlimited love and unlimited hope that we need. So there's one problem with hope. It doesn't come naturally. It's natural for us to to cross our fingers and hope for the best. Um, I don't believe in that cross our fingers thing or luck or anything like that, but just terminology. But it's hard to expect uh, confidently in God. But here's the deal. To have hope, we must know God. Because God is our hope. So for us, a life of, of, uh, a life of hope, we must know the object of our hope. No doubt the concept of hope can sometimes be confusing. And one reason is because that the there are two uses of the word hope. There's the worldly hope that we use in everyday life where we hope we get the job or we hope our loved ones uh, travel home safely or, or we hope for this or hope for that. And with this type of hope, we're uncertain of the outcome. Amen. But we're hoping for the best. So this this everyday worldly type hope is quite different from the biblical hope of the scriptures or that the scriptures refer to. The hope we have in Christ is not a, a desire or wishful thinking. It is not that at all. The Bible's use of hope conveys an entirely different meaning. Biblical hope is confident expectation. So if you, if you aren't walking in peace and joy, it's time to reset your thinking. God doesn't need you to have 
a mountain of hope. He just needs to grow in, uh, uh, he needs a seed basically to grow in it into something to sustain you in the good times and the devastating times as well. So your battle might seem to have no victory in sight, but a hope is not lost. Hope is not lost here. Today, be encouraged to make uh, the God of hope your hope because through Christ, you can have a confident expectation that far exceeds any, uh, any of the worldly hope. We can actually count on everything that God said. In Christ, you know, you don't lack a single, there's not a single spiritual blessing that any of us lack. We are God's precious children, and there is no better father than God is. You did nothing to deserve deserve his adoption, his love, his goodness, nor his mercy. You simply said yes to the most wonderful invitation there ever was or ever will be. So in Ephesians, Paul writes about some of the spiritual blessings that we've received, including adoption, righteousness, grace, forgiveness, fellowship with God and his people, and inheritance, and the Holy Spirit. So our spiritual blessings are the greatest, most important, and most beautiful things in this life. True misery only comes from being void of these heavenly blessings. So... You know, if you believe in these spiritual blessings and and that they are all completely yours, then, uh, oh, said I changed my place? Okay, I lost my place for a minute, sorry. Then we have to remember that um, the list is just a small sample, actually. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for 80 years or if you've only been a Christian for a day. These truths are never to be taken for granted. In the book, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers asked a challenging question. He said, I believe I should ask... Um, Can I face things as we actually are in the light of the reality of Jesus Christ or do things as they really are destroy my trust in him and put me in a panic? That's a good question. There isn't anything that you need that your Heavenly Father doesn't already know about, right? He's concerned about your smallest needs and your biggest needs and even the stuff you you just think is so petty to even pray for but our God is that good so you know what today choose one spiritual blessing in Christ to focus on pick the one you often fail to remember or understand and then fix in your mind ask God to help you understand and apply that blessing to your everyday life The potential of your your power is determined by the strength of your power source. I think all of us see that. So you may be weak, but you are not powerless. 
proclaim the truth and proclaim it aloud with confidence. I have the strength of Christ. It's time to plug into the mighty power of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. If you and I are going to live by God's power, we are going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit's ability to infuse our limited efforts with supernatural, powerful results. In uh, the, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, which is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are three beings in one person, has beautifully, powerfully, and lovingly made us in His image to in- intimately know and love Him. God became one of us. Emmanuel means God with us. So in f- human form as the Son of God, When the Son, Jesus, gloriously returned to the right hand of the the throne of his Father, he provided us with the most profound treasure that you and I have in Christ, and that is the Holy Spirit. And that is God with us, amen, on a whole new level. So this amazing truth never gets old. How could it? The Holy Spirit is now involved in our life daily, our our daily experiences in life, and is always helping us to uh, realize, whether we realize it or not, helping us in our life. God's life-giving presence, God's life-giving power lives in me and in you. So God longs for you to believe him with total trust and patience. He wants you to live each day with hope, knowing he will empower each step you take in faith. So hope is having a confident expectation for something good in your future. Faith is a confident belief that actually compels a hope-filled action. And then even simpler than that, faith is filled with hope. God's word will give you a strong faith that continually grows. So um, today would be a good day to spend some time in prayer and, and thanking the Father for his awesome, his awesome, awesome power. And then when we know that um, our end is better than our beginning, as the Bible says, you'll be able to to basically endure those things that are in between. And then in Christ, we know our ending is going to be fantastic because it's the start of a new and a better beginning. So how does knowing about the hope of eternity apply to your life on earth? I believe this hope is a, a guide for your heart. It provides an eternal perspective that takes your attention away from the the trivial and away from the temporary. And uh, possessing this hope allows you to, to persevere through life's challenges because you know better days are coming. In John 14, Jesus confronted his disciples and and us, actually, by reminding us of their forever future. Jesus exhorts, don't let your hearts be troubled. He said, trust in God 
and trust also in me. So there is more than enough room in my father's house, he said. If this were not so, I would have told you that I am coming to prepare a place for you. So when everything is ready, I'll come and get you, he's saying. So what you will always be, so that you will always be with me. John 14, 1 through 4. So even though we're waiting to realize the glory of our eternal home, we can make ourselves ready for our arrival there. Jesus tells us to keep watching, to stay in that watchful stance for his return, right? Because Jesus could come back at any time. And I believe that this implies our need to stay spiritually awake We should stay awake to the need of passionately sharing the gospel, awake to the hope of our future, awake to to loving others more boldly for Jesus, and awaken to the enemy's lies. We definitely need to have that discernment, the gift of discernment up, so we even recognize his lies. So um, in closing, I'm just going to say, you know what? Take a moment to acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence with you right now. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a third person of the Trinity, a very important person that Jesus left for us to be our teacher, to be our guide, to be our comforter. His joy is always available to us. So we need to choose to live from his life. And then we will experience a little bit of heaven on earth each day. Amen. There's more. There's so much more um, that we can enjoy that sometimes we haven't. But we need to make it a point to um, acknowledge Holy Spirit. And if you have not asked the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and live inside of you, do it because the Bible says, Peter said in Acts, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? That sounds to me like it's kind of a second uh, uh, experience with God after being born again. Amen. So I would encourage you today to ask Holy Spirit to come into your heart and to dwell in you richly. You know that you might uh, take on the character of Christ even more so than you have been already.